This Easter, see the film that is leaving viewers speechless. 40. The Temptation of Christ highlights Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as he sets out to prepare himself for his earthly mission to save humanity by dying on the cross to atone for the sins of the world. After his baptism, Christ is led into the Judean desert by the Holy Spirit to strengthen his spirit with fasting, prayer, and time with his Heavenly Father. After 40 days, weak from hunger, Christ is met by Satan who tries to tempt him to sin and abandon his mission to bring salvation to the world. This new film not only explores the struggles of Jesus in his 40 days in the desert, but also reveals the nature of Satan as the father of lies, the word of God as truth, and the love of Jesus as our Savior and Good Shepherd. 40. The Temptation of Christ is coming to homes everywhere through digital purchase, on demand, and DVD and Blu-ray. Experience this epic biblical story with your entire family and make 40 The Temptation of Christ part of your Easter celebration. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. We are Easter people. That is, we have hope and faith. In this episode of A Few Minutes with God podcast, we're going to discuss the amazing impact of our Savior, Jesus Christ, in our lives. He has indeed risen. Welcome. This is episode 138 of A Few Minutes with God podcast, and my name is Felice Gerwitz, and today Our topic is Easter people, and we are going to explore what it means to be Easter people. I want to thank our sponsor, that is 40, The Temptation of Christ, and we have a link in the show notes at A Few Minutes with God podcast. Look for episode 137, and you can find it there. And the movie delved into... Uh, the days that Jesus spent in the desert and how he was uh, tired and struggling and tempted. And I really believe that it is a movie for our time. We have really been under a lot of trial. As I'm sharing this episode, we have been in quarantine for some time, uh, being asked to stay home unless it was uh, something important that we had to go out for, for example, for food or medicine or something um, that was again important and this is the first time in my life that I've ever experienced this and it's not just in my life but all of the US and basically the world has been under this uh, pandemic and so it really has tested our faith in many ways in that um, we are uncertain and we're afraid 
But this year, um, we are going to be experiencing another first, and that is an Easter service for the first time that won't be happening in a church, but is going to happen in our home. Our churches are closed because of this pandemic, and it's a tragedy to all of us so accustomed to our joyous church celebrations. Yet while we're sad, we still have hope, and I know we will give God the glory and praise no matter what. It also gives us an inkling of the feeling of those around the world who have been persecuted, who have not been able to express their faith. And so um, in this time, it gives us more empathy and more sympathy for them. And truthfully, I don't think we're ever going to be the same. We are changed. Easter is the most holy of holy days of the year for a Christian. It is a time we remember and recreate in our prayers and services the days leading up to the resurrection. It's like a a crash course in Bible when we listen to the scriptures that are read in our churches, and especially in the Catholic Church. We start at Genesis and go all the way through to the resurrection. And it is really a glorious service. We begin with Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane in these last days leading up to Easter. And we go all the way to the crucifixion as we wait for the celebration of Easter Sunday. But it is a time to rejoice, to celebrate. In Acts 4.2 we read, They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. We need to rejoice and shout it from the rooftops. My Lord lives. Do we really think that the Lord is alive today? Do we only remember the one day, Easter Sunday? Or is it an ongoing celebration? Do others look at us and say, gosh, what's different about them? Or I want what you have. The power of faith transforms us from ordinary people to extraordinary heirs of the kingdom of God. We long for the resurrection and the celebration of that day because it shows us that Jesus, by his sacrifice, opened the doors of heaven for us. We have an advocate. We have a savior, a redeemer. 1 Corinthians 15 is the account of Christ's resurrection from the dead written by Paul. And if you remember, Paul was once Saul and had persecuted the church and its people. Yet the way that God redeemed him, he also can redeem us. 1 Corinthians 15, 3-11 says, For I delivered you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, as to one untimely born, he also appeared to me also. For I, the least of the apostles, am not fit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me did not prove vain. But I labored even more than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God with me. 
Whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. You know, friends, through the centuries, unbelievers have questioned the authenticity of Jesus so much. And they have even wondered, was he really a historic figure? Well, there is historical records. And for those of us that believe, we don't consider that important. But it is important because it is proof that he wasn't just an ordinary man. There were too many eyewitnesses who claimed the same thing. And people do not believe, even to this day, that he really is the Son of God. Did Jesus really rise himself up from the dead? We know that there were. One of the proofs was that many of the eyewitnesses themselves died rather than deny Christ. I am working on another podcast that is called um, Fireproof Your Faith. And in that podcast, I'm going to talk more about that very aspect. Those who are willing to die for their faith rather than reject Christ. Acts 10.34, Peter says to us, I most certainly understand now that God is not one to show partiality, but in every nation, the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. The word which he sent to the sons of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Let me say that again. He is Lord of all, not a few, not of those who are perfect or holier than thou, for all. He is the Lord of sinners. He is the Lord of the lost, the forsaken. He is the Lord of all, and he gives himself freely, first by living, then by example, then by dying and raising from the dead. He broke the barrier to heaven by giving up his mortal life. Friends, the Holy Spirit is given to us, but are we open to receiving it? Do you recognize yourselves as Easter people? What about those around us? What about those who have been given the gift of faith that once again bears repeating, it is always freely given by God? Those who have that gift of faith are inspired to share it with others. Easter people are those who give selflessly. They are the ones who look at their own families and are satisfied without looking at others and comparing themselves. Easter people are the ones who show the love of God by their example no matter what. They know that God has never forsaken them. He does not show partiality. Faith is a gift and salvation is not something we can earn, but something that God gives us freely and because of that, we should live our lives that are pleasing to God. Those who are so blessed by this gift of faith are the ones who can't help but share their resources, who have open arms and hands and say, more of you, Lord, less of me. They are the ones that believe that the cross of Jesus Christ, as horrific and painful as it was, transforms us because without the cross there is no resurrection the cross has transformed suffering into blessing the cross has transformed our lives our mortal lives into eternal life and that is yet to come there is more 
there is life with God where there is no pain, no suffering, no stress, no virus, no uncertainty, no strife or hurt or depression or all of those other things that keep us held in bondage and sad. When we consider heaven, we picture Jesus with his arms open wide. He is waiting for us. Are we willing to deny ourselves temptations that ultimately lead us to sin? Do we want everlasting life? Christ, by the power of his resurrection, promised to restore all things. Matthew 19, 27-28 Then Peter said to him, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. What then will there be for us? And Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, that you who have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Mark ten twenty-eight through 31 Peter began to say to him, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house, or brothers, or sisters, or mother, or father, or children, or farms, for my sake, for the gospel's sake, but that he will receive a hundred times as much now in the present age, houses, and brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and farms, along with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. That is a lot to unpack, and we don't have time to go through all this right now, but it really would be a good podcast for another time. Because basically what it's saying, in a nutshell, and you can pray and see what the Lord reveals to you, because it is different to each of us what God wants to show us. But for me, it shows me that I am not giving up anything in my faith. I am not giving up anything but my free will and my will to serve the Lord. How do we want to be received? I pray the Lord is there with open arms. I pray that he is there waiting for me. And I pray that he is there waiting for all of you as well. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we praise you and thank you, especially for the grace and blessings you have given all of us. I ask you, Lord, for your help to realize that every day is a day to celebrate, to rejoice, to be open to the Holy Spirit in our lives. Pour into us, dear Lord, the blessings to accomplish your will, to be Easter people each and every day, and the strength to rejoice in all things. Please bless our families, and I lift up the following people that I am praying for now. And I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, 
The story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minutes with God.com and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.